In post-World War II, the Ku Klux Klan experienced a huge resurgence. Its membership was skyrocketing. Its political influence was increasing. So, and in a few short weeks, poof, it was gone. What happened? Right after World War II, the Klan had become so powerful and so intimidating that police were hesitant to to build a case against them. As a matter of fact, in areas where the Klan was active, it was sort of like a a no-go zone for anyone else. The Ku Klux Klan, this is the militant arm of the Democrat Party, started right after the Civil War in an effort to keep Americans of African descent from voting for Republicans. Don't believe me? It's very easy to check out. The Knight Riders wanted to instill fear in blacks, in Jews, in anyone who voted for the Republican Party because they were an arm of the Democrat Party. The Ku Klux Klan was founded in 1865 and extended into almost every southern state. They were part of the Southern Resistance Movement, kind of like the resistance movement we experienced under Trump. They were against the Republican Party's Reconstruction-era policies. They did not want equality from blacks. They did engage in an underground campaign of intimidation and violence directed at both white and black people as long as they were associated with the Republican Party. Now, Congress moved against them. They passed legislation designed to destroy them, but it didn't work. It is fair to say that the Ku Klux Klan was probably one of America's first domestic terrorist parties. After a time, the Klan started to decline. That happened early in the 20th century. But right after World War II, they saw their influence begin to grow again. So what was it that took the Ku Klux Klan out? What major force destroyed their power and their influence? Was it a government program? No. Was it the army? No. The power of the Klan was shattered by a comic book hero. What? Yeah. An article appeared in 2008 in a magazine called Mental Floss, and it described how in the 1940s, the adventures of Superman destroyed the Klan. The adventures of Superman was a radio sensation, and kids across the country huddled around their radios as the Man of Steel leapt off the pages and into the airwaves. Although Superman had been around since 1938, these weekly radio episodes kind of fleshed out the storyline a little bit. It was through radio that we first learned about Superman and Kryptonite. It was through radio that Superman met Daily Planet reporter Jimmy Olsen. And it was through radio that Superman first became associated with truth, justice, and the American way. After World War II, Superman no longer had to worry about the Imperial Japanese or the Nazi Party, so he was able to turn his attention. And the reason why he turned his attention to the Klan was because of a young writer and activist named Stetson Kennedy. Stetson wanted to learn the secrets of the Klan, so he joined the Klan, learned all of their ways, learned their secret codes, and then took it to the police, hoping that they would do something about this insidious, hateful, terrorist group. They didn't. Reason being is because the Klan had become so powerful and intimidating that the police saw it as a no-go zone. 
Although Stetson Kennedy was not deterred, he wanted to use his findings. And he approached the writers of the Superman radio show to see if they were interested. The article reads that the timing was perfect. Instead of fighting Nazis, Superman could now focus his attention on a new villain. The KKK was a great fit for the role. In a 16-episode series titled Clan of the Fiery Cross, the writers pitted the Man of Steel against the men in white hoods as the storyline progressed and as the little children all across America were sitting around the radio with their parents. Because it was a family thing, the shows exposed many of the Klan's most guarded secrets. By revealing everything from code words to rituals, the program completely stripped the clan of all of its mystique. There was no more mystery. There was no more fear. Within two weeks of the broadcast, the clan recruitment was down to zero. And by 1948, people were showing up to clan rallies not to join, but to openly mock them. It was popular culture. Popular sentiment, a young enterprising activist who used a comic book hero beloved by America, who stood for truth, justice, and the American way to destroy the power of the racist Klan. Today's version of the Klan is called critical race theory. And this theory has seeped its way into our public education, into our corporations, There have been brave individuals and brave parents that have pushed back against this theory. But recently, a father and his daughter put out a video that I believe is going to be just as destructive to critical race theory as Superman was to the Klan. Daddy teaches you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white brown yellow Yellow. right and and how we treat people is based on who they are and not what color they are and if they're nice and smart see this is how this is how children think right here critical race theory wants to end that not with my children it's not gonna happen my baby's gonna know that no matter what she wants to be in life all she has to do is work hard and she can become that work hard even though you don't know anyone you can make friends (laughs) Yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. Critical race theory teaches us to judge a person's color over the content of their character. What this father is teaching his daughter is to judge people by their character. To be friends, to love one another, to pray for each other. That's a powerful sentiment. And I think that that is a sentiment that in the end of the day is going to destroy the power of racist theories. Racist theories that are just as racist as a Ku Klux Klan of old. This is Color Commentary with James T. Harris. I want to thank you for listening. If you want more commentary like this, all you need to do is hit that follow button. And be sure to share these episodes with your friends and with your family. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Gab. Until we meet again, our country was not built on division. Our founding fathers made critical mistakes knowing that one day the price would be paid. Instead of investing in hateful groups like the Ku Klux Klan or critical race theory, we need to see each other for who we are. 
We need to forgive. We need to love. We need to restore faith, family, and freedom in this great nation. And as Michael Jackson used to say, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. 